This is Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. For more information, please visit my website at spiritualityunpackedalloneword.com. It's Laura. How's it going? How are you? Welcome to, welcome back to Spirituality Unpacked. I hope you are doing well. All right, we're going to veer way off the beaten path today because we're going to talk about emotions. We're going to talk feelings. Back in the day, I used to have a saying. I said, computers don't have feelings. When I taught my computer biz, I wanted to avoid people and their feelings, and I wanted to avoid myself and my own feelings. I wanted nothing to do with emotions because they sucked, and I didn't like them a whole lot. And so I want to I go back, though, because I've told some of those stories in the past, and I haven't really explained where all of that came from and what happened. So how many of you were raised by parents or caregivers that would say things like, keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about? It didn't matter what they were doing or saying to you. You weren't allowed to feel. You weren't allowed to be upset at the punishment. You weren't allowed to be upset at whatever they were doing you sort of had to suck it up and deal with it. As a little girl, I was a true to form textbook cancer sun sign. I was all water all the time. I was all emotions, all feelings. I was hypersensitive. I was shy and quiet and, and just let me sort of fade into the woodwork over here in the corner. That was me. And what happened was life kind of knocked that out of me, as they say. And one of the ways that that happened was through things like my parents would do, which was to tell me that I wasn't allowed to be upset when they were punishing me for something. And so the souvenir that I picked up from that was the coping mechanisms of shutting down the emotions entirely, not feeling anything ever, and basically moving towards um, people-pleasing, a complete lack of confidence, the powerlessness that I talk about all the time. And I really only ever had two settings because I wanted to keep my emotions out of sight, out of mind. So I had off and I had stubborn, defensive, bullheaded, sheer willpower kind of mode. And that was it. I had absolutely no middle ground at all. None, not even kind of. The sheer willpower and determination are kind of the reason I'm here right now. Sheer willpower 
is the reason why I've survived this far. It's just stubborn determination on my part. That's it. I don't have another explanation. There were a couple of suicide attempts and all kinds of things that went on. But it was just straight up sheer brute force that pulled me through my life. So because me and emotions weren't friends, when I would get into arguments with people or when when there would be a confrontation of some kind, because I only had sort of stubborn and off, stubborn defensive was my only option. And so, and really the only goal was to keep the emotions out of the way. I would pretty much stonewall you until you left me alone in order to make sure that you didn't see how I felt. That was how I worked. Now I don't stonewall necessarily, but I'm much quicker to walk away, I'll tell you that. I modified what I did. I still don't do confrontation really well. I still have a stubborn defensive side that I try not to pull out at all, but I'm very quick to walk away because I don't have the confidence See, I put the stubborn away, but then I still don't have the confidence to do anything. So, well, what does that leave me with, right? Sort of walking away and avoiding. So, avoiding is the new tactic now instead of the stubborn defensive thing. So, me and emotions were never friends. I used to bottle stuff up. I used to hide it and put it away. And then every few years, I'd crack a pop like a cork. And the most recent one was actually when I when I had my quote unquote awakening almost eight years ago now. I popped like a cork. And so what you see in my work is me showing you how to use sort of your brain power to manage some of the emotions. So Emotions can be just as much trouble as the story that we tell ourselves in our head, right? It's sort of like tying a brick to each foot and jumping in a pool. If you don't have a grip on how you feel and you're telling yourself a story in your head and you jump in a pool, you're just going to sink to the bottom. There's, there's, no, there's no place to go. Somewhere in the process, you have to be able to gain a grip, get control over how you feel. Even if there isn't necessarily a conscious thought behind the emotion that comes up for us, there is brain activity there. There has to be, just like the brain controls the heart. The brain is causing you to feel a certain way, regardless of whether you're consciously aware of what that is or not. And so when you work with me in a coaching kind of environment, what do I do with it? Well, it, if you bring me emotion, I'm sort of like, what's coming up? Where did that come from, right? What's the thought behind it? Because the thought behind it is how we understand what's going on and then how we get a, get a control or get a grip on the emotion, right? I don't talk about squishing because I did that for years. It's harmful, it, you know, 
ca- caused me to be suicidal at points. It, it was, it, it's not a, it's not a helpful thing. So I never advocate for squishing. Get, get through the main part of the emotion and then figure it out after that by using sort of the mental gymnastics to do it. Get your brain under control and the rest of you will come with you is basically how I do it. But you can see, because I've explained it now, some of why. And the why is because I had to find a healthier way to deal with my own stuff. Because the avoiding, the squishing, the not dealing, the not anything wasn't working. So let's come into present day. I've gotten a little better at at not being quite so stubborn. I still avoid emotion like the plague, especially my own, and I do get it under control. And I, I use the same things that I teach you to do. Sheer mental willpower and determination are sort of how I navigate my life. And and, and you may see that. I, I sort of do the brute force thing. There's lots of kind of what some would call the divine masculine energy. Push, 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 push. So the opposite of that, of course, is the divine feminine. And the divine feminine, which is the high priestess, the empress in tarot, the high priestess just sits. Life comes to her. She uh, she doesn't do much of anything. She sits in her chair. And she has complete control. The Empress is more watery energy. She's the nurturing soul. She's often shown as a pregnant woman. She has her feelings and she shares them and she shows them. I, I definitely have... A little bit of both. I have feelings. I do not show them. I am more high high priestess that way for sure. But in the present day now, I've been given a change in direction a little bit. So the old stories that I've been working on, which were ones of money, the powerlessness piece um, in terms of, and mostly all of this has been in terms of my career, in terms of my work and what I do here. And that story and those things, those quote unquote lessons are over. They're done. And it's, it's not that I'm suddenly a millionaire. It's, it, it, that, that actually is still playing out in the background, but it's sort of like shadows. It's just the, it, it's, I, I, I'm not supposed to do anything with it anymore. I'm just supposed to sort of ignore it and let it be there. So the, the lesson has changed. And we're on to this emotion thing, which means they also told me to stop pushing. Stop driving. Stop forcing. So that meant backing off my work a little bit or finding places to back off my work a little bit so that I wasn't pushing so hard to create content all the time. So one of the places that I can do that relatively easy is is on social media, stops a lot of the posting. And that helps me back off. Obviously, I'm not 
going to stop coaching anybody or do anything like that. And I want to continue the podcast and I will. So there are places though where I can and will back off. But what they want me to do is focus on the emotional side of this. Now there's a reason why it came second and not first. So I'm on to sort of the emotional side of this and dealing with the confidence piece behind why I roll over and play dead or turn into a brick wall and have no middle. The confidence is the reason for that. I don't trust myself to handle my own emotions in a conversation. And stubborn, stubborn brick wall doesn't work all the time. It's not helpful a lot. And so it probably, it was a protection. It, it protected me. It, it served a purpose. It, it had method. I understand why I did it. it but it, it's not helpful. And, and so the opposite is sort of doing nothing and avoiding. And avoiding means that I've walked away from some things that I didn't necessarily want to walk away from because I was avoiding having conversations that I didn't trust myself to have because I didn't know what to do with the feelings that came with those conversations. I didn't know how to handle my emotion. And to this day, even now, although I can likely handle my own emotion at this point, <laughs> the problem for me is that I'm in a pattern and a habit. It's just a way of being. I've been doing it since I was a little kid. My feelings were never okay. And it's interesting because the, the my cards literally said you're entitled to your feelings. <laughs> it was interesting. I'm entitled to how I feel, but my feelings were never okay. And I was never allowed to have them. And nobody liked my feelings. So for years, I had friends that didn't even know I had emotions. For years, I had people around me that had no idea I felt anything other than happy. Because I didn't let it on in public ever. The whole room could be crying and I would be absolutely stone, just ice. I spent years pretending I was a robot with absolutely no feelings at all. Because I'd had this idea, here's the souvenir, that my feelings were bad or wrong or that I wasn't allowed to have them. And of course, that's a story and it's not true. And we all know this. We all know this. I know this, right? We're all aware. It's not true. That's a souvenir. It's an old story. But I still don't have my wheels under me or enough confidence under me to be able to allow myself to express those emotions publicly. I still don't have it. 
I can't do it. And I won't let myself do it. And my skill now, I walk away. I avoid. That's my superpower. I avoid. Privately, I can go get a grip on it. Privately, I can work through it. Privately, I can manage the emotions now. I have all the coping mechanisms I need to be able to sort of manage emotion. I, I allow myself to feel them and I manage them and I work through them and I'm fine. And I'm not squishing or doing any of the unhealthy stuff that I used to do. I have control over it. When I get into a coaching session, I have no problem with emotion. But you see what I do, if you've ever worked with me before. Okay, what was that about? Right? I don't really do anything with the emotion itself. I look for the conscious thought that caused it. I don't deal with the emotion behind. And that's how I work. It's how I've worked for a while now. Because I couldn't just not mention emotions or feelings. And there's no way to keep control over everybody's everything, right? So, all right. I have to be able to be okay in these kinds of scenarios. And for a while, I really didn't know what to do. So it, my early sessions were a lot of me apologizing for upsetting people. And even sort of stopping that took work. Stopping that was me getting comfortable in my role doing what I do now. Stopping that was about me getting confidence in my work and being okay in my work. It really had nothing to do with what would happen in the outside world with people that I was in closer relationships with. And some of you may still find that I'm a little emotionally detached often. And you may see that and you may wonder why. Well, now you know. Me and emotions have not been friends since I was a small child. And so this next part of my journey now is me dealing with, well, feelings. Yuck. It is me dealing with feelings. And it is me learning to allow my feelings to come to the surface. Because what the blocking does, what the defensive stubborn thing does, is it blocks my intuition. It blocks me from accessing, well, the psychic power that I have. Putting up the wall shuts me down. And it shuts me down, not just emotionally, but it shuts down sort of that connection, the psychic connection that I have. If I allowed the emotions, I'd be able to maintain the psychic connection and then I'd be fine. But I don't ever allow the emotion. So the psychic connection disappears. So there you go, right? So after the fact, when I go sit by myself and I allow the emotion, the connection returns, obviously, and then I'm able to process and handle and I deal with it and I do it all intuitively and mentally and I'm fine. 
But when I don't allow myself to process the emotion, when I don't allow myself to deal with the emotion because I'm in the presence of another human being, I block the connection and there you go. And I don't process the emotions solely because I'm in the presence of another human. There is no other reason other than that. I do not process the emotion because somebody else is present. End of story. Because I was taught as a little kid that that was bad. And combine that with a lack of confidence, powerlessness, kind of the rolling over thing that I used to do all the time. It turned into what looked like people pleasing. It turned into what what looked like stubborn and just defensive and, and stone stonewalling people and stuff like that. Those were the coping mechanisms. And now it, it still relates back to the confidence, but it's simply a habit of not having feelings in the presence of other people. I don't cry at movies. There are people around. I don't do a lot of things because people, I keep my stuff to myself and I still catch myself in the story. Your feelings don't matter, Laura. Keep your junk to yourself. They don't need that. They have enough going on without you adding your crap. There's the story. I still hear it. It still plays out in my mind. And I recognize it. Feelings for me were dangerous. They were dangerous. So this next leg of the journey should be interesting. And what's fascinating to me, of course, is that it came after the first part. So I had to deal with the idea of sort of being afraid of my life as a, gen as a, as, as a whole. I was afraid of life as a whole. <laughs> and I kind of had to deal with that. I had to deal with the money thing. I had to deal with my career. I had to sort of start to take my power back in some of these relationships. I had to reconfigure some boundaries. I had some things I had to do. And now I'm on to part two, which is allowing the emotion to be present in these relationships, allowing myself to feel so that I can maintain my connection and not lose it and use my psychic awareness to help me navigate those situations when they show up. And I think I posted a blog about, I don't have my shit together. <laughs> that was the, that was the crossover. The money story triggered. And, but that wasn't about the money story. That was about my confidence in handling things. And I, I, I did not pass that one at all, even close. And that began the change. My focus card the other day was death. And it was all about the transition from one sort of lessoner story to the next. 
This came second because I had to stop being afraid of my life. I had to stop being afraid of taking up space. I had to stop being afraid of showing up in the world. I had to, I had to be okay with, with sharing my stuff, right? Because even that is progression because there was a point where you wouldn't even even known there was trouble, let alone, let alone that I had any feelings about the trouble, right? So it was a long time before I started posting about my life and talking about it and posts like I did earlier in the week, like I don't have my shit together and I'll write about it when I can kind of thing. I would never, ever, ever in a bajillion years have posted that before. Ever. Not ever. I would never have let on there was even remotely a problem. Never mind how I felt about the problem. So even that is progression. Even just that is progression. And so you can see I needed to be able to kind of share what was going on first before I was going to be able to handle the emotion behind what was going on as a second. So this is interesting. Having done all the work that I've done on myself, knowing what I know, having the ability now to sort of be able to manage emotions in a reasonably healthy way, but still being quite sort of emotionally stunted in terms of my ability to express any of that makes it very interesting. And that'll be the next phase of this. Will it change my work dramatically? Who knows? I, it, it's, it's a different way of looking at it. It'll add to it for sure. I Sitting here right now, I still firmly believe that you have to be able to get your brain on board to deal with the emotion. Expressing emotion in a way that is healthy and manageable and doesn't keep you stuck in the story and doesn't make you doesn't overwhelm you, I think is, is the key. Emotions are just as bad as the story if you let them be. And so the trick is managing the emotion. And for me, managing the emotion meant running them over. <laughs> managing the emotion was just sheer willpower. It was just straight up drive. But maybe we don't have to do that. And so I am probably going to be sharing what I'm going to be sharing. I have no idea, but I'm going to be sharing. I'm probably going to be talking about feelings. And you may even get glimpses of my feelings now and then. Wouldn't that be a novel idea? Wow, she's human. Look, poke, poke, poke. Yeah. That's how the story has gone, folks. That's why the emotions don't show up. That's why 
everything always looks kind of kosher, even when I'm talking about things that should be causing emotions and they don't. There's a reason for that. And now you know what it is. All right. So I'm sorry that this was kind of depressing. <laughs> Not the happiest podcast ever. But anyway, I wanted to share and I wanted to let you know what was coming up and what was going on and why it might be a tiny bit quieter than it normally is and what I'm going to be doing. We're going to be doing emotions. Mean emotions are not buddies, so this should be an interesting experience. And I will let you know how it goes. All right? So if you enjoyed this rather depressing episode, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast episode with your friends. If this helped you at all, do let me know. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have an amazing weekend, and I will talk to you next week. This has been Laura with Spirituality Unpacked. Have a good one, everybody. Bye for now. This has been Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Thanks so much for listening.